This is an AMI podcast. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. A new episode of Level Playing Field drops tonight on AMI. It features canoeer Brianna Hennessy and follows her on her Paris sport journey. Alex Smythe met up with Brianna a couple of weeks ago at the Level Playing Field screening in downtown Toronto. He's going to share a bit of that conversation today. Hello, Alex. Hello again, Dave. So, Alex, what is some of the relevant background on Brianna? Yeah, so Brianna was a uh, a high performance and competitive athlete prior to acquiring her disability later in life. Uh, she was in high school. She was uh, very competitive. She was also uh, an Ontario uh, ranked, if not medalist, in in sports like boxing, things like that. So she has a very strong athletic background just naturally and then through her her family and her parents as well but after she acquired her disability uh, she was really a bit lost in her own words and it was during her rehabilitation or rehab and that she was introduced to the sport of wheelchair rugby and that was actually her first kind of introduction to parasport and you know she was always someone as i said through boxing she, she loved physical contact mm -hmm. sports and so wheelchair rugby just kind of opened her eyes to a new <laughs> world of murder, oh, can, rolling murder ball as they call exactly, it exactly i can hit people and get away with it and it's encouraged and so that really spawned uh, a a fresh perspective for her in terms of uh, parasport and the possibilities within that and so after she's really kind of developed her her kind of her, her network her social group and and her her parasport group within wheelchair rugby she discovered other parasports as well including including para kayak and para canoe well you spoke to her let's find out what Brian had to say Brianna thank you so much for being here thanks for having me so you are Quite a unique athlete. You're, you've been excelling in two sports in a relatively short amount of time. Did you intend to be a two-sport athlete, or was it just something that kind of unfolded naturally for you? Um, honestly, I love canoeing. I, I feel like that's like power to the water, so it's more kind of my personality. Um, and I always say the kayaking side is is more, I guess, my my coach's idea. <laughs> it's a lot harder for me to balance with my core weakness in kayak. Um, so it's a lot more of a struggle and falling in the water a lot more. So um, I always call that one kind of like my uh, surprise box sport. We're not really ever sure what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm more consistent in canoes, so uh, lots to work on in both, though. But, and then on top of that, you also do wheelchair rugby as well. <laughs> um, yeah, wheelchair rugby is, I would say, who I am at my core, I guess. The contact sports is what I grew up with, so that's what I know best, yeah. And so, uh, speaking of which, you know, prior to uh, acquiring your disability, you were still a competitive athlete. What sort of, I guess, um, elements or aspects of, of the parasport and that transition surprised you? I think the biggest part with accessibility sports is just, um, I guess, having the accessibility equipment. So I resisted starting Parasport for two and a half years after my accident because uh, I didn't want to kind of accept that I had disabilities. So it's kind of the same timing that you go through kind of um, understanding your new body um, post-injury kind of thing um, and lots of the emotions and, you know, um, really dark depression that lots of us go through after that time. Um, but, you know, once I, I always say once I tried wheelchair rugby and I sat in the chair for the first time, then I, I kind of, you know, kicked myself in the butt for not putting 
my pride and stubbornness aside a lot earlier, so <laughs> yeah. And you get to clang and bang with everyone else, right? <laughs> yes, and, exactly. and you're not getting in trouble, you're, you're encouraged to do it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like adult bumper cars. <laughs> so in terms of the success that you've, you have had in the paddle sports and, and just again, like in the relatively short time that since you, you engaged with those sports that you, you're now very competitive on the circuit, like what do you attribute that to, that drive, that competitive nature you have? Um, I mean, definitely what I've known my whole life, right? So I think for me, it's sport has always been the biggest part of my identity. Um, so it was something familiar to me um, after my accident. Um, and, you know, I always, I always say that my resilience and my tenacity, uh, just even getting through my accident and sort of getting back into sport or, or finding something uh, or a new purpose again in my life is, is because of sport and is sport, right? Um, so for me, you know, the power of sport has always been an integral part in my life uh, and, and close to my heart and, and that of my family too. So both my parents... Um, they played at the national football level for over a decade each. So I grew up on the side of a, a football field and a jolly jumper. So <laughs> that's really like all I know, you know, it's, it's in uh, every fiber of me. So, yeah. So going forward, going into this year, do you have any goals in mind, any expectations, any um, milestones that you want to achieve personally? Um, I mean, I'm super excited. Uh, I, I, I qualified a, uh, a Canadian spot, a quota spot. Um, so, of course, we have to, to qualify domestically. But um, I would love this time in Paris to go and have my family there. I think that's going to be the biggest sort of uh, milestone or difference for me is I've always had my dad at my, and my, you know, my mom. I, I've lost my mom this year. But um, just having them at, at a huge event like that uh, would be wonderful. And in Tokyo, we weren't allowed to do that, right? It was very, it was during the COVID time, and it was very weird just kind of having the quiet stands. So um, I think for me, you know, being able to medal for Canada um, in one or two sports uh, with my family there is is probably going to be the best time of my life, yeah. And speaking of that the contrast between Paris and Tokyo, do you feed on the energy of the crowd when you are competing? I mean, yeah, I'm... I'm I guess I'm, I'm an outgoing, bubbly person, so I love that energy. We had our, our um, Canadian, our, our, the World Championships in Canada this past year for the first time, like over a decade in, in paddling, um, and the energy there of the Canadian crowd and winning double medaling in Canada, I mean, it was surreal for me. It was unbelievable, and it was the last um, event that my mom came to to watch me, so um, I definitely feed off the crowd, and it's funny because I, I, I grew up with my parents being very like active in my sports and supportive and always yelling from the stands you know they were the crazy parents kind of thing so um whenever I'm paddling I can always hear you know I heard my mom on one shoulder and then my coach Joel on the other one even though there was you know 10,000 fans I could still pick out their voices going down the race course you know um but uh but yeah <laughs> one uh part of your story that I've always found uh, very interesting is the fact that you always want to give back you you want to really grow the sport for women and girls what does it mean and and how do you feel that being a part of this uh, season of Level Playing Field and, and having your episode, what is that going to do to help kind of meet your goal and, and, and uh, push the, the movement forward for sports for girls and women? I mean, I think we see, you know, um, when we compare sort of able-bodied sports to para-sport, right, um, we just don't get that exposure. And, you know, um, even if I would have had my accident 20 years ago, I, you know, the same opportunities wouldn't have been out there or we would not even have known of, of them, right? So, um, you know, in... Um, in Tokyo, it was the first time that we got some airtime um, <laughs> on the Paris side, um, and I hope that keeps growing for Paris. I'm super excited to see that. And um, but um, 
I think that the, the, the biggest difference is, is other people with disabilities being able to see that. And maybe, you know, like I always say, if I can inspire one girl, you know, with my whole journey, then I've done something right. I've done my job. That's something I can take with me. So, yeah. I mean, just speaking for myself, if, if you're not getting inspired by your bubbly personality, <laughs> your, your success on, uh, in, in the sports, I mean, what else can you be doing, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I, I hope that my passion for sport comes through with, with uh, yeah, <laughs> with everything that I do. So, yeah. Brianna, thank you so much. Of course. <laughs> Alex, you didn't just get a chance to speak to Brianna that night. You actually got a sneak peek of the level playing field episode that drops tonight. What did you take away from her story? Yeah, well, and you you heard me reference a couple times within that interview, just a short period of time in which the, she became competitive on the water. And to put it in context, we're, we're talking mere months uh, from when she first got into a canoe, into a kayak, to the point where she was already qualifying for Paris, like it, it was such a remarkable turnaround in terms of how quickly she was able to not only pick up the sport, uh, pick up a uh, like water sports for the first time since acquiring her her disability, to being one of the top athletes in the world in those two different disciplines. It, it's truly remarkable. It shows the the drive, the competitive nature she has. And then also on top of that, in the interview, you, you hear it and, and it's expanded on in the, the series, just the, the importance that family has uh, for her and, and uh, the impact that when, when she does have her, her family there cheering her on, it, it really means the world to her. So those are a couple other elements you really get to uh, enjoy and experience a bit more uh, within the episode. Alex, thank you for this. Brianna Hennessy will be competing at the 2024 Paralympics in Paris. Her episode of Level Playing Field airs tonight at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time on AMI-tv. And, of course, you can find the show on demand on the AMI app for Apple or Android, or just head over to the freshly launched amiplus.ca, amiplus.ca. Coming up after the break, why aren't accessibility standards standardized? <laughs> Why aren't they always required? Reporter Megan Gilmore offers a broader view of the difference between provincial and federal standards. This is Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.